Hi, welcome to Story Guts. I'm Molly Curran. And I'm Alice Lai. And this is where we explore what the stories we tell tell about us. Sorry, took me a minute there in the beginning. I feel like I'm somehow out of practice, even though it's like, you know, been two weeks since we recorded the last one. I don't know. Well, you know, last week, um, last week was National National Pride Day or something. So maybe like was a it? psychic, I don't know, in San Francisco it was, maybe the psychic, you know, psychically wore you out, tore you up. Uh, it's been one, no, it's been one hell of a week, Being that being said. We we got like the DOJ, DOJ opinions, Scott Pruitt stepped down. Nobody listens to this for the news, come on. <laughs> okay, but I'm just saying that's maybe like the, the mental distance. We've aged, like I feel like I've aged like six months <laughs> Um, since the last Fair. one. I was just going to blame it on the fact that, like, I went to the dentist for the first time in three years. Oh. So I think it just kind of scrambled my brains a little. We'll catch up later about that, because we're not going... They don't... took, like, 10,000 x-rays. Those are always fun. So many. Yeah. Um, and they point out one, anyway. like, this is where a worm is living inside your tooth. And you're like, what? <laughs> it's like, yeah, it, ha- it happens. Um... <laughs> uh, well, I guess, speaking of x-rays... Terrible segue. Um, That's not not, not the worst. So um, I thought we could start out. Well, you thought we could start out by uh, talking about a sort of famous uh, kind of personality question. Yeah. So this question is, if you could have a superpower, what superpower would you have? I would have a super normal brain. That <laughs> so, <laughs> I got sorry. It's it's just very funny because I got um I got asked this question at my first job and miraculously I was hired, and you know I said you know of course you know flying and everyone everyone manages that, um but if I, if I wanted to be and I swear to God I do not know what possessed me to say this to strangers, but I was like you know but maybe my superpower will be like like super having. Uh, self morale, like some self esteem for once in my goddamn life. Like I did not, oh my God. I did not say all of that, but I did like maybe another superpower would be like having some self esteem, and like, <laughs> <laughs> and I, oh man, I feel like it must have, they must have been. And they were like, we have to hire this woman on the spot, right? Maybe they were just like, you know what, big same, um, <laughs> <laughs> hashtag mood, right? Yeah. Um, you know, I think I think flying's always a good one, uh, but but honestly, like, you know, maybe uh, maybe water bending. Water bending's like kind of superpower, even though it's not. And that seems that seems really fun when Katara does it. True. Okay. See, here's the thing. I think there are pl- probably plenty of superheroes that seem fun, and I'm not gonna disagree with that. Mm-hmm. Also, at a certain point, like some superheroes just have like magic as their superpower. <sighs> That's so true. I don't really know what to say about that. Mm-hmm. But if we're just going from the standard classic superpowers, the one that makes the most sense to have, the one that would just be the most convenient in every way, is teleportation. Teleportation or telekinesis, like being able to like pick stuff up from across the room. Or like you're like you're in bed, you left your lights on, boom, lights are off. Okay, but if you have teleportation, you're in bed, you like teleport out of bed, turn your lights off, back in. Bed. Yeah, but you have to get up. Like okay. Okay, true, but then 
what's your telekinesis going to do for you when it's like, oh, I have to go to class. Okay. 10 in the morning. Sure, sure. Yes, sure. Nothing. But, useless. But I think, I think like, I'm just saying, like, in, in at least that scenario, you know, you're like, oh, let me just... Teleportation is fun, but I feel like being able to, like, run really fast is, like, more fun. Because at least you get to... Oh, I don't know. Hmm. It's a great question. And the only thing we can really agree on is that people who choose invisibility or mind reading are not to be trusted. Also, they just did not think that through. Mind reading would be an incredible burden. Right. Like, presumably, yeah, it'd be, it'd be pretty awful. Like, there is, there is super charisma, which is another ability to not trust if mm. someone chooses it as their superpower. Mm. You know, really, the superpower I want is I want to just be Captain America. I want to be super hot and super fit and super nice and, like, kill Nazis. Right. Super morality is, like, a pretty... It's a it's an underappreciated one, but it's, like, you're making the decision that, like, only evil people argue with. Or evil people who've duped the populace can, like, argue with. But, like, you're objectively always doing... You objectively just know that... You're, like, helping people out. Right. And because I'm Captain America, I would not be lazy and not want to go to class. I would, like, be excited about going to class and, like, jog there. Yeah, but, like, at that point, like, did you... Have you just accidentally recast Steve Rogers in your life? Like, do you as a person really exist? I'm not saying that, like, being not motivated to go being, to class. Being lazy is fundamental <laughs> to my personality. I'm sorry, I did not mean... And any change in that means I am no longer myself. I got okay, it. Okay, no, got it. I did not... Oh, no. <laughs> I don't think you're wrong. <laughs> oh, no. No, I think... I think um, I thought you were going to be like, well, the thing is, like, if you're Captain America, no one can accuse you of being un-American. You can't be like... Um, Molly, like, what you're, what you're, like, you're being, like, a real communist right now, and you're like, I'm fucking... But I'm like, abortions and healthcare for all. And they're like, ah, fuck, it's Captain America saying this. Like, we've got to listen to her. Like, if it was, like, Red mm-hmm. Skull, we, mm-hmm. we wouldn't have to. <laughs> if it was, like, even if it, heck, even if it was, like, you know, Batman, um... Nobody should listen to Batman. No one should listen to Batman. Okay, but... <laughs> Man, I... So, if you hadn't guessed, we're talking about superheroes today. We're talking about superheroes. And, you know, there's just so much, so much to talk about with superheroes. I think, like, one is, like, like, superheroes fundamentally. I think, like, what is the, like, what is fundamentally superhero about? Like, the most fundamental superheroic thing is, like, the vigilante justice public eye part. Like, would you kind of agree or not? Because it's, like... Magic is not, like, you can be magical and not be a superhero, right? You have to be, like, a hero X more than 10. Yeah. I don't think you have to be vigilante, though. I think that's a kind of superhero. Uh Uh-huh. But, like, I don't think... I think what it is is you have to be a person who, on your own, is willing to fight with your power, you know, whatever. With whatever strength you have... Like, the powers of evil. Okay. Like, I think that's the fundamental. It's, like, it's the, it's the, I don't want to say it's, like, the little guy, because I don't know, I don't want to say Bruce Wayne was, like, the little guy. Well, he he Um, was little. In a lot of cases, right, it's, like, the unlikely hero who um, sacrifices and works hard and puts themselves, like, as individuals on the line to do what's right. 
Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, because like it's it's interesting like what is what is and what isn't a superhero, and I think the the line for that has gotten like pretty, or or at least this conversation has gotten like more play recently because of thanks MCU, thanks Marvel, thanks Big M, the Marvel Cinematic Universe has really explored a lot of nuances of this from like Luke Cage, Jessica Jones, like Daredevil, like small-scale New York people to, like, Tony Stark and Captain America, which are large-scale New York people. Right. Um, Well, even, I mean, I feel like even from the first popular MCU movie, right, which is Iron Man, like, MCU kind of was kind of, I don't know what to say, like, saying fuck it to, like, what we thought of when we thought of superhero, which is the dual identity thing. Oh, yeah. So not necessarily the vigilante thing, but the, like, secret identity and known identity and like if you remember the end of the first iron man movie is tony stark declaring that he's iron yeah, man. i am iron man and then the song um, plays and just like completely setting up a whole new kind of paradigm for how we like see superheroes in at least in the marvel world mm-hmm. right superheroes are celebrities they're not unknown quantities sometimes they are people don't know who spider-man is i guess mm-hmm. but because he's a kid you know Jessica Jones is just Jessica Jones. She just goes by that name. Right. You know, Thor is just Thor. They're like, oh, yeah, he's a god. He's from Asgard or whatever. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think, I think another thing, and this is kind of like a cliche, but like superheroes also exist in a setting where there are supervillains. Um, you, you, yes. you don't really have a superhero movie where, the, where like rampant poverty is the, what they're fighting against, I guess. That it's not... It is not their, like, right. their rogues gal. They have a rogues gallery, or, like, they have, um... I mean, I think it's interesting, because, like, um, I haven't seen the new... Se- the seasons twos of, like, every... Any uh, Marvel TV show, except, I think, maybe Daredevil. But, um, for example, like, Jessica Jones, in, like, the season two, it implied that, like, she was fighting, like, an evil pharmaceutical company, which... You're... You could be like, okay, like, an evil normal pharmaceutical company. And it's like, no, 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 they, like create evil supervillains like her her buddy right like her buddy who takes like the one pill to get you pumped up and one pill to like oh yeah mr nukem or something that or i don't know like whatever maybe i should figure it out that but um so i don't know i don't remember terribly well yeah i mean so so i think it's interesting like you like fundamentally superhero I don't know, like, they, they distance themselves from, like, they talk about stuff like poverty, racism, Nazis, <laughs> but mm-hmm. um, they're also trying to, they also, like, distance the superheroes from responsibility, I guess, like, there's never, like, um, like, Superman isn't, I mean, I'm sure he has at some point, but, like, he's not going to run for office. Um, there is no superhero story where, like, systemic change or at least the common ones like the 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 ones that don't kind of deconstruct the genre like superheroes Mm -hmm. don't um they don't fight for systemic changes they fight like this is like you know this is like a very surface level reading i apologize but like it is (laughs) like superheroes fight like symptoms and not like causes or whatever yeah i think i mean i think that's fair i mean i think like evil becomes embodied in people uh, potentially in organizations, mm. but not necessarily in entire social institutions and structures. Um, and so, you know, even when Captain America is having to fight to bring down 
um, you know, Hydra within S.H.I.E.L.D. or whatever. Um, Like, in, in a certain way, it points to the corruption of, you know, what was thought to be an institution of justice. Um, and, you know, it speaks to, you know, his later reluctance to be on board with, like, giving all his information to a government entity. Mm-hmm. But but it still does come down to, I don't even want to be, like, bad apples, but, like, they make they remake S.H.I.E.L.D., right? S.H.I.E.L.D. becomes a, still exists. Right. It's, it just has to be remade to be something uh, it's just, better. It's just more secret, right? Like... When when they have to relaunch Shield, they're like, okay, we're starting with people we can trust, and yeah. like it's no longer a government entity, right? I don't. I mean, I don't know because I never got that far into the Agents of Shield yeah, show. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I made it through like the first season, and then I kind of uh, bailed. <laughs> um, yeah, but I mean, I think so. I think I think you're right, and I think like of course, like the the origins of superheroes are very symbolic. Um, Right. Like mm-hmm. a lot of these characters were created in like the 40s, um, a lot of times by Jewish creators, where they're sort of these unlikely American heroes who fight Nazis yeah. or, you know, punch Hitler in the face. Right. Yeah. Um, and then sort so. of as uh, as time progressed, these these characters became um co-opted in different ways by different kinds of uh storytelling agendas right so it's it's superman fighting the communists or uh superman fighting okay i don't want to say superman fighting in the iraq war or something because i hope that was never a thing but, but probably like they, they did have like superman super... fighting terrorists right it's yeah like... clansmen there was like superman superman fighting clansmen um a while back Um, Right. And it's like, in a certain point, what may have in at some times, it may sometimes still be, um, you know, a thoughtful, uh, specific fight. So like thinking specifically about like, what does it mean for Superman to be fighting Klansmen? And then at other times it can feel like, okay, what is a generic bad guy? We can just sort of cycle into place here. mm -hmm. Um, So that could be Nazis or that could be. Klansmen, or that could be communists, or right, yeah. <laughs> whatever you want, um, without there being any real attention to the attending, um, you know, like cultural, social, political factors. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess it's it's kind of funny that uh, I'm talking about this only now, but like su- when we think of superheroes now, I mean, certainly the first thing we think of is like power fantasy, right? Like it's um, a- oh, yeah. and and. It is like if you had superpowers, like if you had superpowers, um, like how would you, like one, like you would look really cool and have like a really good fashion <laughs> sense, and like two, like how would you like leave your thumbprint on the world in a way that like um, unambiguously leaves it better? Because I think that's like kind of the, um, that's like I don't know, like the, the kind of narrative of superheroes is like maybe they're not, they're like. It's better to have, like, this. the, the superheroes are always, like, a f- I don't know. You're going to say something. Well, I guess I was going to take, I was going to quibble a little bit with the unambiguously that you said. Um, because I think, like, the, the storyline that, you know, every superhero movie tries to inject is, like, is this person unambiguously doing good? Mm-hmm. What harm is caused by the presence of superheroes? 
superpowers, superheroes, mm-hmm. whether it's harm to the world at large, whether it's, um, you know, within the personal and social lives of those heroes. I mean, it's sort of the cliche, right, of the, like, dead girlfriend or whatever. Yeah. But... But I think, but I think right, those this idea heroes... of like the 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 burden of of heroism, which I think, which is not to say that I think like overall I think we're supposed to see these people as good, but I think that's part of the fantasy. I think part of the fantasy is the sacrifice mm-hmm. and the, um, you know, I don't think anyone wants to, in their power fantasy wants to be just like a goody two shoes, light and rainbows. You know, <laughs> I think in their power no. fantasy they want things to be like difficult and a little bit gritty and uh a little ambiguous a little you know they want to be captain america with the beard not captain <laughs> america when he's just like mm, red skull yeah okay i think <laughs> no i think i think that's a really wonderful point you've brought up is the um, is the ambiguity of it is is like the fact like uh a superhero's life is not only more like one it's like kind of like it's it's good in a way that's like unambiguous. Like I won't say sorry. I was I was gonna say unambiguous again, but at least like, um, like you can't argue with like having super fights like on like a moonlit streets or something. Like, it's it's a life that's like has its drama and like visual effects cranked up to like ten. I guess mm-hmm. it's like it's um you know it's like what if your life had CGI. Um, <laughs> And it, and it, it is like and I think and I think it's funny like we we talked about discarding the dual identity uh, when we think about um, like Superman like the original one like his his like kind of like unglamorous job as a like newspaper like a reporter or at least like mm-hmm. maybe not like you know it wasn't like you know office drone or something but like you have your like unglamorous job combined with like glamorous like after like and there's that like you go in your phone booth you transform um the whole like i could be something like more interesting like this is a person whose life is complicated but complicated in like a very nice and digestible way yeah i mean i think this is definitely the enduring appeal of spider-man um you know spider-man as the plucky smart teenage boy who um, you know, comes from sort of a poor family and, you know, just like lives in New York, cracks jokes and, <laughs> uh, also has like incredible strength and power. Yeah. Um, and so even though he's like sort of this built nerd who kind of gets bullied or whatever, um, he's also like the coolest person around. I think, I think Spider-Man's like really like, you know, we make fun of how many times Spider-Man's origin story has been like repeatedly thrown in our faces but he mm-hmm. it is kind of like maybe the most relatable one like it's it is just like you're hanging out in a radioactive spider factory and you got bit and then yeah and then like now you have to <laughs> juggle that while like also dealing with like homecoming dance with uh gwen stacy or something um um yeah i mean i think it's also maybe the most um like the platonic ideal of the origin story to me like the spider-man origin story Uh because it's like the how he gets the powers it's sort of contrived or whatever but the point is he gets them it gives him sort of iconography and and (laughs) powers that follow suit but then like the real thing right is like the decision to become the hero Mm -hmm. um which comes with this sort of like you know the ultimate sort of uh superhero 
uh, statement, right, of with great power comes great responsibility. Yeah. Um, and so it's not it's not like he chose power. He's not somebody who tried to become somebody who could fight crime mm-hmm. or whatever. He just, it happened to him. He was a normal guy and it just happened to him. And like, what did he do with that? Like he has to like learn to shoulder the responsibility of that mm-hmm. power that he was And then given. it's like the specific age of Spider-Man who's like either like, it's like high school, college years. Um, so like not, like not a, like not a quote unquote adult yet. Um, mm-hmm. And also the relatively uncomplicated, uh, I think, you know, I think you, you might be onto something with Spider-Man's powers in that he has, like, a relatively uncomplicated set of powers that are, like, unique without being, like, Superman. Um, so yeah. so what I'm saying is just sort of, like, if you think about, like, the Flash and you have, like, super speed. And, like, super speed is, like, the Flash has gotten, like, some really weird places. Like, I, I've, like looked at a review and there's like the flash and he can like run so fast he can like reverse time and like walk through universes and like whatever and like or like the hulk which is like a classic like dr jekyll mr hyde like that's that's like Mm -hmm. you know you're dealing with something else here or like um like the batman or iron man or whatever it's just like you've got super strength you've got what is basically flying but like cooler and like that's it and also like it's very photogenic like spider like you know he's not spider-man yeah like he doesn't like unleash yeah. swarms of spiders everywhere which he definitely would do if <laughs> i mean just sort of I, I mean i'm just saying like if it is weird that there's i mean he, yes he has like the web powers but he doesn't like have like spider talk like ant-man does i mean he probably does in one of the comics for all we well know. okay but like there's a comic for everything i'm talking i'm talking about okay Okay, in the movies, yes, he does not talk to spiders. Mm-hmm. Nor does he, like... I mean, I've not seen Ant-Man, so I'm not really sure how Ant-Man communicates with ants. Um, I think, yeah, I think he might just be friendly with them. But, like... Uh, <laughs> but I think, I think like... So maybe Peter could if he tried. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Maybe he could. Um, but, like, like, I think Superman kind of is, like, the, the OG superhero with, like... It's, like, you got flight, super strength, laser beams, laser eyes, I guess... And, yeah, and uh, and like basically anything else the writer remembers. Basically invulnerable. Yeah, unless he's around his like great weakness, right? Kryptonite. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, and I think I don't know. I I, I think unfortunately there has not been an interesting exploration of Superman on screen. Oh yeah, okay. I was gonna... maybe ever. <laughs> Definitely not recently. Oh no. Um, you know. God bless the guy who plays him in the DC universe. He's real attractive, but um, but the, you know, no one's super psyched about Man of Steel or whatever. Yeah, Man of Steel, uh, Batman versus Superman. Um, right. What was that? Where was I going with that? I don't know. I don't know. Well, um, and I think so. I think the thing that people sort of accuse uh, Superman of, though, is sort of being like he's just like too powerful. Like everything is, he can do everything. Uh huh. You know. He's got this very, like, either his set of weaknesses has to be, like, rapidly, ex- like, uh, expanded. Mm-hmm. Like, the list has to be expanded. Um, or you have to be in, like, very particular situations where, like, kryptonite is always Just, like, there. for some reason, it's just, like, hanging around. Right. Uh-huh. And I'm like, okay, maybe that's true. I don't know. I'm not an expert on Superman. But do you know who I feel is, like, 
basically their power continues to be limitless is fucking Iron Man, who doesn't even have a power. His power is being rich and being a scientist. <laughs> this is glamorizing the rich and sciences too much. Mm-hmm. Because, the like, stems. I mean, the stem, the stem this is like fields. a minor spoiler, I guess, for um, Infinity War. But just like the level, the the level that the technology of the like Iron Man suits and stuff has gotten to, to the point that like there's like the Hulk doesn't even have to be the Hulk; he can just be in an Iron Man suit that's Hulk sized. Right is it is weird, right? It is. It feels like cheating. That that's <laughs> a good just, point. I mean, it's really cool. It is. It's super cool. I like the, the uh, graph. Like, but it feels like cheating. <laughs> okay, the CGI is like kind of fun, but I get you were talking about because like we don't really see. You don't really get what, like, Tony Stark is doing in his off time. He just, like, shows up and is like, hey, check it out. It's a suit. That's invisible. And you're like, what? And it's like, oh, it also has, like, laser cannons and stuff. And you're like, what? And it's like, also, oh, I can throw it at a friend and they get the suit, too. And, like... <laughs> right. And you're like, wait. And he also... I guess you haven't seen Spider-Man, but you probably saw this in... Uh, whatever, but, he, you know, he made Spider-Man suit. Yeah, too. yeah, yeah. Like, he's... You're just like, where are you... When are, like, I understand, like, Tony Stark, like, spends 90 minutes, like, studying up on electronics and, like, trying things out. It's not a fun movie. But it does seem like it comes out of kind of nowhere. For... Well, when... They, well, the one time they tried to explore, like, what's Tony's scientific process? We got the Age of Ultron, which was the worst. Uh, yeah, so. that's true. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I guess, I guess ultimately we just like Iron Man three probably had like the best explanation. It was like Iron Man or whatever Tony Stark. Like, what are you doing all this? And he's like, I have a lot of PTSD, and like working on suits is the only way I can like feel like you know, right? Try to try to like power through it. And it's like, all right, I guess you do like that's that's how you do end up with like a lot of stuff. But right. Well, I mean, I think, and I and maybe this is like this is the thing that's interesting about Iron Man is that his greatest weakness is himself oh man makes you think like he's right i mean but it is like it's he's he's self-sabotaging and makes poor choices and fucks up a lot and so that's his big weakness even though he's got all this technological strength mm-hmm. um and so like i get like i get the appeal of that i think you know everyone's a little sick of iron man at this point maybe not maybe it's just me but mm-hmm. uh but like i get why that was appealing you know to begin with. Yeah. I mean, I, I think... And I definitely kind of feel like the, the CGI spectacle, like, Iron Man definitely is, like... Well, now Doctor Strange is on the scene, and Doctor Strange does, like, the whole, like, Inception stuff, but... Oh, um, yeah, that's true. I mean, at this point, though, every Marvel movie has pretty great CG stuff. Yeah, it's true. I mean, I don't know. Thor Ragnarok definitely was not on... Not set on Earth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so it was like they had they had, it was pretty cool. They they couldn't just like um, cordon off two blocks of New York and um film right. most of it. Add it in post. Uh, <laughs> um yeah, I don't know. Do we want to say I guess like one thing we haven't touched on at all, um, in terms of talking about super superheroes is like gender or race. Uh-huh. Um and the way that I think those become, I don't know, I don't want to say like, like it feels extra weighted, um, questions of gender and race in superhero mm. movies. I was thinking about this earlier, and in a weird way, I was I was thinking that it feels sometimes like superhero movies are like the representation test. It's like, okay, like you know you've made it as an identity oh. when you get your superhero. Uh-huh. Um, That's a good point. I, ne- I haven't thought about it, but like, it kind of is true. <laughs> more than like any other genre you know what Uh i mean like i feel like it's you know we're all waiting for the like you know 
That's why we were all waiting for the, like, the female-led superhero movie. Okay, we got Wonder Woman. It's like, okay, we're all waiting for the, like, African-American superhero movie. Okay, we got Black Panther. It's like, you know, next we're waiting for, like, the gay superhero movie. Uh-huh. Um, and we got Thor Ragnarok. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, but... No, that's, that's Yeah, you, do you know what I'm saying? No, like, no, I, I, I feel like there's do. some sort of... Like, there, there is a kind of, like, excitement when Black Panther was announced. Um... Like, this this idea, this feeling that, like, once you get a suit... Like, this idea, I guess, that, like, superheroes are, like... Are, like, the popcorn... Like, the, like, ultimate mass appeal blockbuster. So if, mm-hmm. like... Like, cynic... Like, it kind of feels like once, once you see something up there, it's, like, everyone's sort of chill. Like, you know, the... A corporation has decided that it's now marketable enough to have a movie based around your identity or something. Right. And, but, but it's also, right, that your your identity is now a power fantasy. Like, people get to fantasize about being that. Mm-hmm. You know, that identity. Um, and, like, given that I feel like superheroes are sort of quintessentially the American hero, mm-hmm. there's something sort of about, like, um, recognizing that the American hero can be you know, a black man or a white woman yeah. or basically those two things I should. Oh yeah. Or, um, or a white man. I mean, man. obviously Black Panther had a very extensive cast full of awesome characters, but in terms of just like lead mm-hmm. roles, right? Well, I, th- I think, I think what you're getting at there is, is something worth following up on is like the nexus of like, not only is it like the power fantasy, it's like we, like not only is it that your identity now has a power fantasy applied to it, but also, like, it, like uh, the fact of, like, getting on movies has a very big... Uh, it's, it's a big thing in America, right? Being the big screen. Like, being um, marketed to and for on a national, if not global, scale mm-hmm. is also, like, is also really big. So you, you have these, like, American institutions. Like, um, you have these multiple American institutions that are, like, all com- combining together. You have, like superheroes which like a lot of people like superman right associate with being like very american you have like the move the 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 silver screen right movies movies being there and then you have this like lots and lots of money and promotion i don't know i mean i think i think that's a really great and interesting like thing where it's like yeah you're right like this is why people are excited or like demand kind of a like a like a Marvel female Marvel because like in a sense it's kind of like they're like it's almost like DC and Marvel are in and of themselves American institutions because they've been around forever aka for like you know 70 years right maybe <sighs> I don't know yeah that sounds about right but like, Probably like ex- yeah the 40s 50s yeah okay like acceptance into these like exclusive clubs like um because it's like people are excited when these things happen in the comics just like on a, yeah. on a on a smaller scale because you're like okay like because like the comics do like the comic book store i guess like there's a lot of like americana i guess embodied with the idea of superheroes and like when like and the the idea that like americana includes like uh gay men or gay couples or like whatever or batman um is really great like uh or really can feel very empowering to be like like we like we we've we've done it. Mhm. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think that's right. And I think you know like that is why we've seen, you know, in I don't know how much you follow comics. 
and I don't follow them super closely. Um, but, you know, you have seen sort of increasing uh, diversity in comics and then increasing controversy yeah. over the diversity in comics. Um, mm -hmm. But, you know, to the extent that, you know, yeah. I could probably name multiple, uh, like, LGBT um, comics characters. One of the comics, like, Loki is bisexual. Uh, there's, like... Young Avengers, which has Billy and Teddy, who are a gay couple. Yeah. Um, there's, like, lesbian Batwoman who got married. Oh, yeah, Batwoman, um, yeah. You know, I don't know. There's just been, it's like, a, a, a lot of different movement um, sort of on those things. And, has I mean, has been. Like, you know, I think it's really... <laughs> I think the origin story of Wonder Woman is hilarious, um, because basically it was this dude who was, like, kind of just, like, fetishized the idea of strong women. Oh, yeah. He was really into bondage and Right. And submission. he was like, women are so much better than men. men. Women are just, like, so powerful and whatever. But so he created Wonder Woman. Um, but, like, that was an iconic creation. I mean, it like it, it could have it broke it back. It definitely could have. But it did. Um, but, you know, like, <laughs> so I think a lot of these things have have deep histories. Um, mm -hmm. that are only just starting to come to the to the movie screen, and so it's it's kind of interesting seeing how much cons more conservative the movies are in certain ways, but also um, it does feel like it's a lot more powerful for a giant blockbuster to you know take that risk, um, right. that incredibly well, yeah, lucrative I mean, risk. If we're you know to judge by the huge success of something like Black Panther, um, yeah, than a than a comic, right? Yeah, and I, I think I think it's 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 right to be cynical about it, right to be like, finally, my identity is marketable. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you know, you you live in America, uh, you sometimes go for the scraps. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I like, I don't even think Wonder Woman is a particularly good movie. The first time I saw it, mm. I liked it quite a bit. The second time I saw it, I was like, oh, no, this is not my favorite. Um, but, like, oh. it still got me. Like, just, like, seeing, uh -huh. seeing like, Wonder Woman on the screen, it did. It got me. Um, and certainly uh -huh. something like Jessica Jones, which is a TV show, and, like, so therefore kind of in a different category. But, like, I have never seen anything like Jessica Jones on TV. And it, mm -hmm. like, gutted me. Um, and again, I had my issues yeah. with it as a show, but there were like things about it that, um, you know, I thought were incredibly powerful that I was like, wow, I can't believe that this is the superhero story that is being told right now. Um, mm -hmm. And oh, no, yeah, go I ahead. Mean, I, I think. Oh, no, I mean, I think I think we can like do do. Do you want to like kind of move into like the deep dive portion or do you have like more you want to say? Because I think Jessica Jones is a great uh, great thing to kind of zero in on a little yeah. more um, as like the the post yeah yeah I mean I think um, and if something comes out we can like okay. go back to like um, yeah I guess I guess the only thing I wanted to add was like I actually am super impressed by the the female characters that are coming out of Marvel lately like the women of Black Panther are by far the coolest women in like the most interesting mm -hmm. the most different like there are so many of them um with different skills and different personalities like it's not just i mean i love like i love valkyrie to death in ragnarok but like she's <laughs> the one woman right it's like mm -hmm. the token woman um yeah like the hugely female cast of black panther was so awesome and just 
I mean, yeah, again, it's like you are sort of buying into this capitalist fantasy of like, but then of course you are because it's awesome. <laughs> like, how can you help it? Um, all right. Anyway, uh, yeah, let's talk about Jessica Jones. Let's talk about Jessica Jones. Yeah, I think um, the one thing is like kind of like interesting because like we, we talked a lot about kind of like golden age, um, golden age superhero stuff, or at least like we're talking about like uh, Tony Stark, Super Spider-Man, Superman, blah, blah. Um, we haven't talked as much, and I'd like to get into it a little more about like about Jessica Jones, which is like not, or about Jessica Jones, or about like Watchmen, or about like a bunch of other stuff I've read, which sort of is like the what mm-hmm. next after mm-hmm. superheroes. Um, and I think Jessica Jones, for I for one thing, I I agree with Molly. Like I think um, I was kind of stunned. Um, and if you haven't seen Jessica Jones, this se- section will contain spoilers. Also, probably Jones. some trigger warnings are in order yeah, for yeah. Be uh, aware. rape, abuse, violence against women. Yeah, for the for both the show and this upcoming yeah. segment. Um, but it's it is such a because like it is about a woman who was like raped by a supervillain, like fi- tracking him down, and um, the the nuanced way with which it kind of, or at least the way within used it as a lens for, um, assault versus, like, um, something, like, like, more allegorical and less risky, I guess, was, like, very interesting to me, and also, like, the way that Jessica Jones is not, does not have, like, the superhero suite of powers. Like, she does not have, she's not invulnerable. She's, like, she's pretty strong. strong. That's... And, and that's and that's and, kind of it. Like she, and she's this is pre- explicitly a really. I mean, it's something that is a, a real pro or con sort of situation, right? Because we mm-hmm. see the way that her her strength can screw her over, alienate her from people, um, like, and then when she is so the supervillain of the show is uh, Kilgrave, Kilgrave, um, who is this guy who basically has the ability to make you do anything he says um it's like basically mind mind control control. uh and um you know he uses her to kill people um because she's just Mm -hmm. strong and she can do it so easily um and so it's it's not even i think there's something like really the the fact that he uses her body in multiple ways with his power um, like really mm-hmm. explains a lot about how she is when we see her. So when we see her, she's like escaped from Kil- Kilgrave. They they think he's dead. Of course he's not. Um, but like she's incredibly <laughs> like depressed and traumatized and like struggling to get through because like her like her body has been like used against her against others. Like just a a violation just kind of in every way and the fact Mm -hmm. that like explicitly she she sort of tells him i mean she doesn't sort of she does tell him she explicitly tells him like you raped me um was astounding like i think you're right like i i kind of thought okay it's like kind of getting like oh it's allegory like he's controlling her mind and that's bad and you know it's implied that he raped Mm -hmm. her but like um and they like yeah and he's like kind of using he, like he's using her body like in a in a different right right, right yeah. exactly and so we're like okay he like um 
we get the aspect that is the he controls her body and uses it as a weapon and tells her what to think and tells her what to do um and we get that in the sort of like allegorical sense or whatever of like okay yeah this is sort of like um you know misogyny and patriarchy and whatever but we also get the Mm -hmm. literal like he literally uh you know like rapes her he literally forces her to live with him and be his sort of like girlfriend and pretend to love him um and Mm -hmm. like that's not so I, i don't what am i trying to say it doesn't just rest on the sort of like okay it's a metaphor for abuse and misogyny like it is abuse and misogyny right yeah i mean i think i think the various ways with which that um season one at least ta- like kind of approaches the issue is what really uh is really interesting because like jessica jones also has um has like that like not boyfriend not luke cage the white guy um who like kind of you know the nukem guy uh, the guy i said earlier who like takes her, the I pill thought that was like oh yeah no, that, that, that her, was her her, her friend's yeah, boyfriend Trish's like the guy Trish knows. Yeah, 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 and like, but like he, I think he like also fucks things up because like he feels like he needs to be the hero, um, and I think there's a lot of like comments on like the various ways that masculinity, um, like Kilgrave being the obvious one, but also, you know, I don't I don't remember his name, but like also the way like he's like keeps trying to pull it back to being about Mm -hmm. him, and. I don't know. I mean, I, I think they are, are sort of like one so, male character that is like good is Luke Cage, who is also has his own show. Um, but right, like Luke Cage is, you know, he fights and stuff, but like his whole, the basis of his power is a defensive power, which I think is so interesting of mm-hmm. he is invulnerable. Um, and yeah. He does. He does have some. He kind does of super also strength, have strength. So, um, but like, so yeah. like the the sort of teaming up of him and Jessica Jones becomes this very like the two become yes, one. Except then drama happens and it's very upsetting. Yeah. No. I. I think. I think. Like especially this is um, what Jessica Jones really felt fresh was like it was like talking about these issues directly instead of talking about them via mm-hmm. metaphor. I think, or at least, at least the 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 amount of like mental effort i guess to just sort of be like hey like let's talk of like it just didn't it wasn't just like an easy show about like shooting the bad guys who killed right. your wife and it right and it's being like poverty <laughs> bad or something or like killing other people who killed people might not right. be great i mean and it's also like it's not that like no superhero thing has addressed sexism before or whatever i mean even like something like agent carter which not many people saw um but which i really i really liked which was about um peggy carter who was uh captain america's love interest from the first movie um but it's about her within shield before it's shield and um dealing with basically being sidelined because she's a woman and dealing with a lot of like workplace sexism um and a lot of that was very satisfying, but a lot of it was definitely playing this, like, um, oh, look at these, like, old-timey men thinking women can't do things. Um, it was, like... Mm-hmm. Like, this never happens right. now. Like, I mean, I don't think it quite or went... Like, but, yeah, that was kind of the, the feeling I got. It was, like, it was supposed to be, like, 
oh, these idiots, they don't see that, like, of course she's just as smart as them, or even smarter, or, like, more useful. Um, but she's still sort of, like, the the woman in the workplace, the um, dealing with these particular forms of, I think, really well-represented workplace sexism, um, especially in period pieces. Mm -hmm. So having something that is, like, absolutely... You know, in this moment, contemporary, like Jessica Jones, talking that, like, about doesn't really afford, yeah. and it's just talking about misogyny yeah, as like, it, it exists doesn't let now. You hide from I it. mean, the 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 framing mm-hmm. device, or like the repeated invocation of uh, Kilgrave telling her to smile, right? Like telling women to smile, mm-hmm. right? This absolutely. is absolutely speaking to you know street harassment and all these issues that like women are talking about right now. Um, so, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's and, and it's, like, kind of a shame that I don't know, like, what, like, the lightning in the bottle has been released or whatever, because I don't think I was as, definitely not as impressed with, um, like, Daredevil Season 2 or, God forbid, Iron Fist. Um, well, I didn't like Daredevil but, Season 1, so... Yeah, I mean, I didn't see Daredevil Season 1, so I didn't feel like I could comment on it, but Daredevil Season 2 was just, like... Yeah, it was just sort of, like, a little bit of, like, oh, you know, with great power comes great responsibility. You're like, yeah, yeah. And it's like, okay, now we're going to shoot a bunch of ninjas. And they're like, what? And they're like, yeah, we're going to shoot ninjas. It's not really hard because they're going to try to chop you with a sword and then you'll shoot them <laughs> with a gun. Um, and then you're just sort of like, all right, I guess this is the fundamental tension of, like, gun versus yeah. ninja. Um, uh, it does not really develop. I heard really great things about Luke Cage, which I still haven't seen because I think it came out like right before I started grad school and yeah. <laughs> Please do. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Luke Cage, I think. And I've heard the um, second season's good too. I've been hearing about it. It just came out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think Luke Cage um, is, is really strong, but I feel like one of the biggest, the, the most visible blunder it has is just like the, the fact the show does not take a stance against mm. police. Like, it does not blame police. Um, I think, And I think, like, the show alludes to it. The show, like, kind of has, like, it's, like, Ersaz, like, uh, Black Lives Matter, like, mm-hmm. protest. But it it shies away from being, like... Like, and I think it's so fascinating. Like, I think when you do watch Luke Cage, like, keep an eye out for this. Because, like, it is... It's aware that the the viewer knows or like it, it like it puts it signposts a lot of stuff like about like the mm-hmm. hoodie that like Luke Cage wears about like um like black uh black men kind of like you know confronting police like when Luke Cage becomes a symbol like black men mm-hmm. being like yeah like are you going to shoot me to like white policemen mm-hmm. um but they never kind of I... like and like this was this was like at the at the like during if like it was in the middle of like the the black lives matter movement not that it's like tapered off but that was like when it was first like pe- uh peaking i want to say um, um and a mission of anything explicit about like police brutality and racism felt like the company didn't want to just say like fuck the police i mean i do what i i do wonder to what extent yeah like was that um you know showrunner intentions running up against network intentions um, or sure network limitations. Like, yeah, no, I'm sure it was. Like, I'm sure, like, like I'm, I'm sure, like, it's still a difficult position to take. Like that, the police are racist um, in your like Netflix mm-hmm. show. Um, but it's like unfortunate that like if you do decide to make 
a show about like a black man who can't be shot and you market the show as like Luke Cage the black man who can't be shot in parentheses by police um <laughs> you're like wait so are you not going to talk about why they're shooting it you know right like um it's it's sort of like if you it's an extremely political topic and they know it's a political topic like you know a like this isn't really spoilers but like when Luke Cage is shot at by police unsuccessfully um his he has like a sweatshirt with a bunch of bullet holes in it and that becomes kind of like a fashion statement among like people in Harlem of like people mm-hmm. wearing hoodies with bullet holes or like you know maybe fake bullet holes just sort of like and you're like you see where that through line is very clearly but the show does not um come out mm. and say it and like in the end like and then like the last couple episodes it goes into like you know the villain militarizes the cops but in a way that takes advantage of the community and which i think does a huge disservice to the community because sorry this is like one of my biggest pet peeves is that at the at the fake sorry this is a spoiler for like later later in luke cage but like there is a black life like a like basically what is effectively a black lives matter movement and one of the villains go like one of the characters at least goes like you know what we need? Like, we need to give police guns that can kill Luke Cage. We need to give police better guns and better bullets so they can kill superheroes better and not, like, attack us. And, like, the crowd is like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, wait, hold on. <laughs> There's no crowd that's going to be like, wait, hold on. You you want to give the cops more and better guns to, to like... Yeah, I got Anyways, you. I still think it's... I, Worth a sh- worth a watch um, for sure. Um, so I think if we want to talk about any sort of like outside the Marvel DC universe type things, now's the time because we're running up against oh the end God. of our. Oh God. So I yeah, mean, I don't I know mean... if we need to talk about anything at length. I think Watchmen is probably worth a mention, as you know, sort mm. of the iconic. I don't want to call it a send up because it's not exactly a parody, but it's um, deconstruction of of the superhero genre a very intense and loaded uh uh, (laughs) comic that really really gets into the origins of superheroes into um some of the the many of the ethical questions that get raised um Mm -hmm. i don't know What what are your thoughts yeah, I, I definitely wanted to mention Watchmen because it is like, it's it like like you mentioned, it's a it's a well known like deconstruction of superheroes in that like it posits like what if people decided to just become like everyone was basically Bruce Wayne except for like one person like no one really has superpowers but like people do decide to dress up and use like money and gadgets um, to fight crime and like what does that look like when uh, you know when capitalism happens, mm-hmm. like, when they, like, start getting sponsored by, like, corporations, when, like... I mean, when um, they get recruited they into to, like... the Vietnam War, for instance. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Like, when the military starts using those propaganda mach- uh, weapons or whatever. Um, and I think that that is really interesting because it is, like, a very bleak, like... Like, when we talk about the MCU universe, one of the things... And this is kind of why I said, like, unambiguous good is, like... You sort of like the ultimate message of like basically every every M- MCU is like like kind of like as a whole it's better we had you know Iron mm-hmm. Man around to stop aliens or whatever than if we right. didn't um, 
And then, like, Watchmen kind of ends up in this, like, alt-history, um, alt-history exploration where that's, like, really kind of up, up for debate. It's, like, these, you, you sort of see the ways which, like, these superheroes have kind of warped public policy and opinion in, like, this really weird way, um, and, like, in a way that people kind of take for granted because that's, that is the history, but, like, you're kind of, like, yo, this is really weird, like, you know, like, we like vigilante justice is like a common like theme it's like it's it's like every single superhero movie has like some person going up and was like you can't have vigilantes mm-hmm. doing you know arresting people but like the moral of the movie is always like oh well at least they're out arresting people you know like at least you know they're that's better right. than nothing um and i think like and maybe I, mean, I don't think i'm not sure if watchman actually does go into this deeply but i think like at least it's sort of like maybe it's not maybe it's worse yeah. than nothing i mean sort of <laughs> like, the, the maybe it's um famous well I mean, there are lots of famous parts but like one of the famous phrases right is who watches the watchman um with this idea mm-hmm. of who is providing oversight on the people who are policing us um which obviously is like pretty relevant but what happens when your policing force has you know extraordinary power whether it's through science magic as in the case of one character or just in the case of like being part of a superhero squad where they do shit like that um or like you're the smartest man on earth or (laughs) what have you yeah 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 i think i think there's like um there's definitely been and we can like you know segue out of this but like Watchmen r.i.p they they managed to bring them back dr manhattan's like the major villain of one of the latest arcs or something or at least an arc in I don't know how they did it. I thought they couldn't, but apparently, um, yeah, apparently Dr. Manhattan's, like, these the tangles of human lives are actually really interesting. I'm going to go back and, like, mess That's with weird. them a bit. But, yeah, ultimately, let's see. Closing thoughts. Superheroes. <laughs> Wait, I'm not done. Okay. <laughs> uh, okay, come on. Sorry. What was I going to say? <laughs> um, oh, oh, I just wanted to mention one other thing, and I don't know to what extent this is superheroes, but I also think it definitely is which is the show Misfits. Oh, yes. We had to, we have to, we forgot to talk about Misfits. Um, so the show Misfits is oh, about please. a group of uh, five, I think. Uh, I think Like so. delinquent teenagers who are uh, currently, they're doing community service um, because yep. they've all gotten into trouble for doing something stupid. And, uh, and a, some kind of like storm happens, right? Some kind of like weird, like yeah, it was Some, just like, like electrical storm, storm happened, like a weird and reality storm. Like, a lot of people, not just them, but including them, get superpowers or like magic powers or whatever you want to call them. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> the result being that uh, they sort of end up having to save people sometimes. They often end up having to save themselves because they get themselves into really ridiculous situations. Because they're like they're, they're kind dumb, of dumb, and I mean they they definitely kill some people, like multiple people, and then cover it up by accident. Yeah, or I'm I'm usually by accident. Yeah. But... Um, and and the other thing is they have, uh, like the the powers that people have are extremely ridiculous. So sometimes they're, mm-hmm. they're, you know, somebody is able to give me a, a like... Regret time travel. <laughs> like a normal one. 
Okay, ice ice powers. Wait, like, yeah, ice, ice powers, powers, or somebody has the ability. What is um the runner guy's? What his what's his power? That was regret time travel. Oh, that was his. Okay, like, he I forgot. Re- regretted something enough, he could like go back in oh, time that's to that right. moment. And what was uh oh invisibility? Right. Okay. Invisibility. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So some you know ones. you get some classic ones. Um, you also get like um somebody has a milk related power. S- lactokinesis yep. uh, there's like the one of the main characters has extremely unfortunate curse of um, making anyone she touches want yes. to have sex with her um, and that's like, very unpleasant yes. for her you or like baby baby projection yeah, there's baby like, yeah. vision baby mind meld yeah so basically like these are not these it's are a, definitely it's a like, wide range of of things and it's just to show that I mean it like takes on certain superhero tropes so it like takes on the idea of the superhero team by having just the most ridiculous useless team of superheroes you can imagine um Mm -hmm. who are often only marginally better than any of the villains that they fight um and you get people who just fuck shit up so there's a there's very famously an episode where um not one of the main characters but another character with time travel uh, goes back in time to kill Hitler. But what he ends up doing is uh, failing intensely at that and, in fact, leaving his, dropping his cell phone behind, enabling the Nazis to have, like, extreme technological this advancement. This is a wild episode. Uh, and so then you get into, like, a whole alternate timeline of, like, the Nazis won, and then it's up to our, again, really useless heroes to try and somehow undo this. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. There's an episode where one character's dick falls off because it gets cursed. Yeah, one of some one superpower someone has is cursing dicks. So yeah, it's it's a wild show, and I think it it is just like a very it deliberately is just like throws away superhero conventions, and it's just sort of like what if we gave a bunch of like dumbasses, like dumbass teens superpowers, and like not even good superpowers, like not even stuff you could like save the right. world with. Um. Just, like, stuff that's, like, like, MH made them have... So, so it's a very... It's very um, silly. And, like, it's definitely hit or miss. I think there's some stuff that's, like, less, less good. good. Um, but there were things that show did that I just felt like were taking these wild risks that sometimes really mm-hmm. paid off. I think it also had, like, a really... Like, Nathan and Rudy were both, like, surprisingly, like, very funny, like, dumb white yes. kids. Yes. Like, as, like... As a as a trope that I'm sometimes sick of, like these guys yeah, were, they were both pretty I good. found myself surprisingly and like enjoying them. The thing them. that is the weirdest about this show, and I guess this is a spoiler, is that one of the characters named Simon, who is portrayed by the guy who played uh, Ramsey Bolton Bruce on Game of Ramsey Thrones, Bolton. Game of Thrones oh my attention. God. Uh, <laughs> he plays in the first season. He's sort of like just kind of a creep like he's creepy and he is very unpleasant um and i don't know that he's evil but he's basically just like not great he seems he seems you're you're like you wouldn't be surprised if you found out that he like took apart small animals he's just like but then at some point he becomes like the moral center of the of the show and he He becomes like a a, like dashing superhero and it's fucking yeah. weird. 
Right. Like, season one, season two, like, if you do end up watching Misfits, um, which is a very fun use of your time, um, season two, Simon, yeah, he, like, he becomes the closest thing the show has to an actual superhero, um, and he also gets, like, you realize he's, like, super ripped, and you're not sure if he was all the time, and he was just hiding it or not. Yeah, it's... It's... Kind of silly. Happens. Anyway, that show went on for a lot of seasons, and like all the entire cast got replaced. A bunch of weird stuff happened. But I think we only watched what three seasons? I think three. three or, yeah, three or maybe four. Like we watched one more season after yeah. Nathan left, but um, that was it. Yeah. So anyway, misfits. Anything else we wanna? Anyways, uh, no. I mean, we'll probably end up re- like I say this about a lot of topics, but we'll yeah. probably end up revisiting this one, um, especially since uh, this was like a. A general superhero right. episode, and then we'll probably think of a ton of things we want to dive into more. Right. Oh, okay, later. wait. Quick question before we wrap up. What's your favorite yes. MCU movie? Oh, shoot. Oh, no. My answer first. Okay, I Thor Ragnarok. I think Thor Ragnarok. I have to see Black Panther again to make the decision. I think I like but Thor Ragnarok. I tend to like hmm. humor in my superhero movies more than I like drama. Not that there wasn't humor in Black Panther, but... I don't really remember any of the older ones, too, which is, like, definitely biasing my opinion. Um, but I, the, definitely... I mean, the older ones are... It, it depends. Like, I liked I liked the original Thor, but I don't think it's a good movie. Um, I like Captain America 2 a lot. I liked Civil War, but that's an unpopular opinion. Um, <laughs> I also didn't like Guardians of the Galaxy, which is also an unpopular opinion. Um mm. Yeah, I didn't like it. Oh, yeah, I all thought right. Spider-Man yeah, I think, Homecoming I think was I'll... quite good, also. Okay, I haven't seen that one. Yeah, I think Thor Ragnarok had a good balance of, like, irreverence and humor and yeah. whatever. A-, a bummer ending when viewed in context of the series as a whole, yeah. but really uplifting yeah. in the movie. Yeah, it's really <sighs> uplifting, and then you get to, like, the very beginning of Infinity good, War, and you're just good like, oh, cameo. fuck. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> all right. Um, Let's wrap okay. up. Okay. We've got to. We keep gotta, going okay. over. Um, do you want to say what something you've been... Okay, I've been playing a lot of Hollow Knight um, on the Switch. It's like a, in, like a little uh, surprisingly dark, uh, but also really, really gorgeous. Uh, really good art, really good music. Uh, Metroidvania like platformer in like a bug, land, bug village um, on the Switch. And I've been putting a lot of time into it. I'm finally clearing... I'm finally close to like completing it on like the true ending, I think. Um, and that's been most of my time for the last cool. two weeks. Um, I finally finished The Power by Naomi Alderman. I won't get into my thoughts on it, but I put them on Twitter if you're interested. Um, it's oh, sort of just, like a let's do an episode first about half, power. thumbs up, second half, thumbs pointed sideways. Certain parts, thumbs pointed down. <laughs> um, okay. Which is, I, I think, a, a better review of yeah, it than I Yeah, I, I think but... I had more appreciation for it than you did. Um, hmm. And I also just read uh, Dorothy Allison's memoir, Two or Three Things I Know for Sure. Um, she's the person who wrote Bastard Out of Carolina, which is a semi-autobiographical oh, novel. Extremely, um, uh-huh. This is her memoir. It's like 90 pages, super short, pretty intense, but really, really beautiful. I thought it was really excellent um, and mm-hmm. highly recommend it if you want to read something like that. It's kind of about survival and abuse and coming from a poor white trash background and being a lesbian (laughs) (laughs) all right right. oh and storytelling (laughs) 
Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, okay. okay, let's wrap up. Um, follow us on Twitter. I'm at the Molly Jean. That's M-O-L-L-Y-J-E-A-N-N-E. You can also follow us at Story Guts Cast. Alice, your personal Twitter is? Uh, A-L-O-N-K-U-L-O-U-S. Yeah, email us. Uh, like I said, storygutscast at gmail. I haven't checked it in like three weeks, um, but you know, um, whatever. We'll... Yeah, subscribe, tell your friends, and we will, you know, see you, hear you. Well, you'll hear see us you in two weeks. <laughs> Thanks, and stay we hungry. Oh, sorry, I'm you're Mo- Molly. I'm <laughs> you're Molly. You're Molly. I'm Molly Curran. Wait, do you want... Okay, I'm Alice Lai. <laughs> and stay hungry. Molly.